Hey, hi, hello there. Uh, it's episode 31 of the Tata Cancer Podcast. And today's episode is going to be about beauty tips for cancer patients. I interview Patricia Fox, who is an author, a beauty influencer, and a breast cancer thriver who learned a ton about how to still feel beautiful while going through treatment, uh, different little tips and tricks, some great clean beauty products. So a lot of fun stuff. She's also just a super cool kick-ass woman, and I'm excited to have her on the podcast. So just a little update on moi. Um, I am so busy right now, <laughs> and it feels like a lot. And uh, so I am trying to practice what I preach and take a little bit of time to get grounded, to figure out how I can pare back a little bit because I'm just sort of a little bit overwhelmed with life right now and all that I'm trying to do. So um, if you also need permission to take stock of what you really need to do and what you are putting pressure on yourself that you need to do so that you can be in a bit more balance. Here's your sign. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I mean, in general, things are really good. I am um, kind of dating up a storm, meeting some cool people. And uh, yeah, I am on a mission. <laughs> I am going to find me a partner. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, have some prospects I am excited about, but we shall see because if there is anything I've learned about the world of online dating, it is that what you feel like, you know, in one moment, you do not know the next. So the only constant is change, right? But hey, I'm gonna have fun while I am at it. And apparently, if you're listening, mom, because my mom told me that she's been listening to the podcast lately, don't feel weird. I don't want to make this weird. Yeah, let's, I'm not going to give you any more details because my mom might be listening. But hey, just know I'm having a great time. And there are a lot of cool dudes in Portland. Yeah, some not cool ones too. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Tata Cancer Podcast, where we will discuss the physical and mental elements of healing from a breast cancer diagnosis. My name is Junie Boucher. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a breast cancer survivor. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're forced to make life-changing decisions with so much information that's really hard to sift through. My intention is to help provide you with the information you need to make a decision that's going to align your body, mind, and heart so that you can live your best life going forward. I'm going to be your new breast friend. Okay, let's do this. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Please always consult with your doctor for any of your medical needs. So today I have the pleasure of speaking with the gorgeous Patricia Fox, who is going to tell us all about clean beauty. She's also a breast cancer survivor and uh, how you can still feel kind of nice and, and stay, I don't know. I feel like that's such a heart centric thing to, to maintain your beauty routine and how it needs to change. So welcome Patricia. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to I could talk about you all day. So I'm excited to be here and yay. share. So I don't that, to be here. Thank you. Oh, yay. I'm super happy you're here too. So yeah, first and foremost, let's t- talk a little bit about your own breast cancer journey, if you would. Yeah. So picture it. I'm 25. Um, you know, and I don't know. If anyone remembers at 25, you think you got it together, you know. Oh, for and, sure. <laughs> right. Your mind is just, you You look back and you're like, damn, like I was like all over the place. So I'm 25, <laughs> I just turned 26. <laughs> um, and that life, that time my life was so tumultuous in so many uh, ways, but I, you know, it mm-hmm. looks good. You know, I had my own car, my own place. I had a, 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 an amazing career and um I was in school. Like everything was great. Mm-hmm. Everything was the way mm-hmm. it, it looked like it should be. And, uh, but inside my life was just horrible. Like personally, just, you know, growing the growing pains. And oh, um, anyway, sure. I turned 26. Um, and uh, about a month later, I wake up and suddenly I'm taking a shower and I feel a lump on wow. my right breast. <clears throat> just out of nowhere, like the, it wasn't there the night before. And now I have something that kind of, it's not as big as a golf ball, but it's like, you know, just think of a small ball and yeah. it's just sitting on the top of my chest. And I'm just like, so I call my boss and I'm like, listen, look, I, um, I don't know what's going on. I just turned 26. Like my birthday's in October, it's November. And now there's this thing. Um, and immediately I remember thinking this is cancer. And then really, I the, yeah, I did. I cried as soon as I felt it. And I was like, God, why would you do this to me? (laughs) Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like I just, it's like, I'm trying to be a better person. (laughs) Like why, Uh you know? Um, And God has been throughout my entire journey, even now. So, you know, I talk to God very casually, not just formally in prayer. I talk to God just Mm -hmm. in everyday conversations. Anyway, my boss is like, I don't, I don't know. Like you're too young. I think that like you're, you you may be a hypochondriac, you may be overthinking it. So anyway, but something like the Holy Spirit said, no, like you need to go and get Mm -hmm. it looked at. So I go, I mm-hmm. get a biopsy, which was the scariest thing ever because I've never had a surgery ever in my life. Oh, so scary. Yeah. Let alone having something biopsied on or anything like that. There weren't any more help because they made me so nervous because they were bickering over what tools to use. To, it was just crazy. Oh, and no. It's, <laughs> and it's Thanksgiving week. It's just, you know, I picture Whoa, it. It's just yes. so much happening. So anyway, I get the biopsy. I'm my, the doctor at the time was on vacation. And I had to wait until she get she got back. No so way. Now oh, that's awful. Yes. <gasps> so now I'm holding my breath, waiting for, you know, the response just to How see. How long? Two weeks. <gasps> oh, my exactly. God. I'm so sorry. That is terrible. And two weeks. So, you know, and I was a workaholic at the time. I, and I'm working on that even now, having boundaries with my work life and just work-life bound, balance. Um, so whatever, she calls me one day. She's like, Hey, Patricia, can you come in? And I'm like, this is so dramatic. All she has to do is tell me I don't have cancer over the phone. So I get there and she's like, which, you know, pay attention to this. She's like, I want you to know you're going to be a breast cancer survivor. Mm. Not, you know, words to me in a way that people say things are very significant. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you know, I have some bad news for you or, you know, how, you know, it wasn't, it was, you're going to be a breast cancer survivor. Already she affirmed I was going to beat this thing that is 
I wasn't even on my radar at 25 and 26. You know, I'm thinking that it's, I don't know a lot of people in my circle who've been affected by it. I don't, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of families keep secrets. So you don't even know like what the medical history is in your family. So to my Mm -hmm. knowledge, I don't know anybody who's really gone through this, maybe one person, Mm -hmm. one cousin. Mm -hmm. So that was very supportive. So, you know, but everything was like on go after that. I had my eggs harvested. I um, got financial support through Fertile Hope. Um, then it was like, okay, now we're going to schedule your, your, your surgery date. Um, it was just, everything was super fast. Um, was it an aggressive cancer? Do you know? So the, from what I recall, um, my oncologist said it was 97% aggressive, meaning like if I didn't come in, it could have turned into something just very bad. Um, and she, which was also significant too. Um, she said, I've never seen this kind of cancer. One is somebody so young, but she said also, you know, usually when I see something like this, it's in women who have lost a spouse, who have lost a child, who have lost a parent. So she said, this is a stress induced occurrence of a dis-ease and, Mm. and, you know, listen to how I say that. So I was like, okay. And at that time I was very stressed. Um, and so, you know, I have a lumpectomy because also during this waiting period, you know, we're waiting for the BRCA results and waiting for all of that. So I am losing my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Just forget it. Take both my breasts. Cause I just can't wait for these results. And you know, you get to, I was so anxious at that time and she, she was great. She was like, calm down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> breathe. We're not taking both your breasts. You're so young and you know, just relax. When the results come, we're going to know what surgery options we need to do. So we wanted to go in with a lumpectomy, but because the, the tumor was on the top of my breast, mm-hmm. I, on the day of my surgery, I said, Hey, listen, um, is there a way, and this is where advocacy comes in, you know, being a young adult, being a young black person mm-hmm. in a medical space, advocating for yourself. I knew I wanted children in the future. Mm-hmm. I said, is there a way that we can do it from up top and not through the nipple because I want to keep your nipple. Yeah. And she said, you know what? And this is that morning, you know, you have to be there several hours before your procedure. So she said, um, if I go from up top, you're just going to have a scar up top and it may not be a pretty scar. She said, and, um, it may not guarantee that she'll be able to breastfeed from that breast. She said, because we may disrupt the milk ducts, et cetera. She said, but it's a possibility. And if that's what you want to do, we'll do it. I mean, the best, she was the best. She sounds amazing. Um, yeah, she was great. So have the surgery. We thank God the margins were clear. It was local. Mm. Amazing. Um, chemotherapy. Horrific. You know, you've heard of the red devil. Um, yes. yes. I couldn't look at red for like a year. I couldn't have a red <laughs> lollipop. I could not. Oh my gosh. That's red. so funny. <laughs> for like a year. Like, did you feel that way? Like, you know, well, I didn't have, I didn't have to do chemo. Um, I was, cause they did the oncotype on me and mine was all hormonally driven. So they said chemo wouldn't benefit you. So I was able to escape it, but I am familiar with the red devil. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm thankful you didn't have to go through that part. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm not sure what the other specifics of your journey were, but that part is, it was just so tumultuous. And so, yeah. you know, I was doing the adriamycin um, cytoxan and I believe that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. And then, um, when we switched, cause that was every other week, horrible, like body aches. I just never, mm-hmm. I've never experienced this kind of pain before this and the lethargy, you know, I could, mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't in control of my body. 
when we switched to Taxol, which became a weekly uh, treatment, so I had 16 treatments total, 12 weekly with Taxol, four every other week with the Azeromycin Cytaxon. I just, I remember being in the kitchen and I just collapsed crying. Mm-hmm. I was washing dishes and I had a cat at the time who was the sweetest thing. And she rubbed my tears. It was the best um, with her. But yeah. I remember thinking I need to see a therapist because now my hormones are out of control. I'm going through all of these changes. I still haven't dealt with all of the other stressors before this sudden occurrence of disease popped up. I went to a therapist and that really was a part of my cancer journey too. I dated a little bit and that was interesting. During um, your cancer treatment? Yeah. Cause my doctor Check told me you to. Out. What? Yeah, she oh, did. Okay. She was, she was like, how old are you? And she's like, you know, are you in a relationship? You know, cause she's investigating, wanting to know what my support system is like, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not dating. I've been in too long, long <laughs> relationships. And she said, oh no, you need to go out there and date. She actually started to have sex. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yes, she did. She's wow, like, this woman is very interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah, she's, with her. She's, she's like, cool. <laughs> she's like, you're too young for so, so much seriousness. Like your life is so serious. You know, you have a serious career. You're like, just too, too serious. And um, so I tried dating. That's before Tinder got really creepy. <laughs> I don't know if we can say the <laughs> app name. So we'll say before dating. Hey, I don't, got so- <laughs> yeah. I think you're okay. I'm not sure. Is that a thing on podcasts? You're not supposed to say that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think we can say it. I've heard people say yeah. names of things. Okay. So yeah. anyway, um, I, and I met a couple of interesting people. I met people and I was honest. I was like, you know, I'm going through cancer, you know, I'm, I'm a breast cancer survivor and I'm just looking to date. Met an amazing guy that I dated like on the last leg of my journey, which was, he was, he was like, he was exemplary. I'll say that. Aww. We were just dating. It wasn't like serious, yeah. serious. Yeah. So that fizzled out. Um, had radiation. Now at the time I had radiation, um, I had gone back to work. Uh-huh. And so what I was doing was I was taking the buses before Uber was po- popular. Um, cause I'm 26, 2013. I was 2014. I am, you know, it's the end of 2014. So this is about a 10 month or so journey. Um, I'm taking the bus super early in the morning to get to radiation by seven o'clock to then get to work by nine o'clock. Oh and I goodness. do this for 37 business days. Oh, I can't even and imagine. It, it was, it was intense. Um, and at that time I'm in insurance sales. I, you know, I was number one in sales for life and bank at that time. Like things are looking good. You know, I was, I had a possible opportunity to open an office for the agent. to kind of like a sub franchise or whatever, if you will. I was like, man, and I don't mean it, Chris. I was like, I hate this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. This is not what I want to do. I'm artistic. I love talking, as you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good talker. It's Thank a skill. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. I'm an orator naturally, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, this isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly quit just out of nowhere. I was going to work and I just Googled how to resign from a job and I copied and pasted it and set it on her desk. And that that separation was kind of ugly because we blurred professional and personal lines. She mm-hmm. was my employer, but she was also my friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of can get hairy, especially when people haven't done, I haven't done it at that time. I hadn't done it at that time. And, you know, I think everybody was in a different space at that time, but when people don't do the work of, you know, doing favors to not expect favors to not mm-hmm. be, you know, you know, it's not a malicious thing. It's just, I think, unless you are aware of it, you know, so yeah. 
Um, it was what it was for that time. I leave, I resign with no plan. So that was my cancer journey before we get into wow. how that. <laughs> that's ins- I mean, that's crazy that you were like the top performer going through chemo and every that that's that says a lot about your drive. Clearly, you're very driven. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Um, and then afterward, chemo brain was kicking my ass mm-hmm. uh, for years. Like I would turn to my cousin. I'm like, do you know what the weather's going to be today? She's like, oh, it's not going to be too bad. And literally I would pick up like whatever I thought I was going to wear. And I'll turn around and say, do you know what the weather's going to be today? It was mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. It was the, the breakdowns and all of that through that of not remembering, not remembering passwords when I needed to. Oh. It, was, it was intense. Um, but fast forward, I, you know, I quit my job I recommend you know I offer for people don't just quit out of nowhere you know have a plan if you can um but you know the way that God worked it out it was just like okay you made this move for me make some moves for you go into beauty because I love beauty mm-hmm. so I go into the beauty industry I start seasonal at a at a counter I'm a now a counter manager take my shot with Sephora seasonal so I leave a mm-hmm. managerial position that's full-time to go to a seasonal part-time position because I was like, what stood out about them versus other companies was that at that time they had Brave Beauty, which catered to cancer survivors. They were teaching beauty classes to survivors, which is something that I had wanted to do. I went to school for skincare and they taught us how to create a business plan to propose to banks and other investors, et cetera. And that has always been my plan was how can I give back to my community because although cancer was a devastating experience, the experience saved my life. I don't know if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Absolutely. It's, it's, I have a kind of similar where it just, yeah, I, tr- I changed my life entirely after cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to pay it forward with what I love. I love beauty. I love, I love people. Mm-hmm. So when it's, yeah, I'm not, I, it seems like I could be antisocial or a social butterfly because there's so many extremes. <laughs> but I do, I love encouraging people and encouraging people through beauties, letting them see, letting them know they're beautiful mm-hmm. just as they are. You know, when I was going through treatment, there was nothing to distract me. I didn't have to worry about my hair, styling my hair. I didn't have to worry about going to work for a while. I was just, it was just me and my bare self with no brows, no lashes, just dry skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> skin was dry as hell. And just looking at myself and, and there was a fire in my eyes that let me know, like you, you're a brave girl mm. and you just have to really believe in yourself to go where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cancer, although horrible, devastated my finances, devastated everything, but saved my life, showed mm. me what God could do through me. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, fast forward, I'm looking at Sephora. I want to be involved in this program. Take, shoot my shot. You know how to say shoot your shot. Shoot yes. my shot. They were looking for people who had talent outside of Sephora. Now, I have many talents, but nothing I'm skilled at. I just, you know, but my passion is people. My passion is beauty. So I said, listen, I'm a survivor. And um, I don't know if you could use that. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Come to New York. We're going to film you for doing, you know, to, to do makeup, uh, specializing on brows. They asked my story and everything. So I did brows and defining the eyes. And then that later on, fast forward, fast forward, past other experiences, um, get an opportunity to apply for Sephora Squad. Apply Yay. for Sephora Squad. Now I'm a beauty influencer, which was a dream. 
And I am a national beauty influencer with a renowned beauty retailer. Like it's, it's a dream come true. A year after that, hey, there's an opportunity for you to model for the company. What? (laughs) Amazing. So even though, you know, everything seemed devastating, cancer was devastating, so many things, it all worked out beautifully. Yes, that's a a great way to put it, literally. And so you, you could say that in so many ways. Yes, literally worked out beautifully. And I just, I'm still in awe. And so I was with Sephora Squad for two years before I, and then just to just last year. And then when I didn't renew the contract, I chose not to reapply because I was like, my life's about to change again. I feel it. Mm. And this is, this is not going to be where it's going to be at. And so I encourage other people to apply, but I didn't reapply. And now I write. Um, I've been writing for a few years. Um, I was actually writing with Young Survivor Coalition, just volunteering. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Because um, at that time I was sick uh, with multiple sclerosis, really bad. Oh. Like couldn't walk, couldn't move. And I was like, I refuse to be depressed. I'm going to write. I was writing beauty content. I was writing about wellness because I am an advocate for therapy. I was writing about how to matriculate back into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having boundaries because- Again, we're human and we're mm-hmm. all growing and developing. So, you know, I'm thankful for all that my boss at that time offered me and how she supported me. Um, and, and also realizing though, that sometimes our ego gets in the way and we just have expectations of people and it's okay. So, you know, just, just saying like, you know, if people are supporting you, don't worry about returning a favor, just allow yourself to be loved. And if you feel like, okay, now they're, they're demanding me to show up for them, you, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say that that doesn't serve me or, you know, that goes against, you know, how I love and support myself, but maybe I can support you in this way. So Mm -hmm. that's the kind of content I was writing. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. just sharing my story with different organizations, um, volunteering with um, Tiger Lily and even working with them for a little bit as a, uh, as an angel advocate. What is Um, Tiger Lily? So Tiger Lily is a foundation by May McCarmo and she um, advocates for the inclusion uh, pledge. And the inclusion pledge basically has to do with the um, the disparities in the medical industry when it comes to um, not just young adults dealing with breast cancer, but specifically Black young women mm-hmm. dealing with this disease. Um, there is there's a lot of disparities, and I learned that yes. um, yeah. afterward. Um, for instance, <laughs> so after chemo, after radiation, I'm prescribed tamoxifen for five years. Mm-hmm. And after three months, I said, I'm not taking this. Mm-hmm. And I told my oncologist, and you know, there's the, there's the, I don't want to say this, she intentionally fear mongers as much as, and this is a separate oncologist, this is a different one, because now she's administering this. As much as it's just like, you know, caution, let's say, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. well, we, we strongly mm-hmm. advise. And something, you know, again, Holy Spirit was like, you really don't need it. And I'm like, okay. Um, well, fast forward, uh, I relocate, I move out of state. And they're like, okay, you're not taking tamoxifen. You have to take it. So I try it again. It's like a year or so later. I try it again. And I'm like, nope, it's making me feel the same way. My quality of life is deteriorating. I'm irritable. I have hot flashes. I have my bones ache painfully. Um, just, I'm just out of myself. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Fast forward now, we're in COVID. And you know, there's grants that are happening for people who may be struggling financially, even if you're a survivor, but not actively in treatment. I apply, look at my records. I went from ER positive to TNBC. Well, 
anybody who researches knows that TNBC does not do anything. Um, tamoxifen doesn't do anything for no. TNBC. So I have an appointment with my oncologist and I, my oncologist where I am now at that, at that time. And I'm like, hey, listen, um, one, the records are wrong. I was 26 when I was diagnosed, not 28. Um, that's important. Also, the records said that I had, I was ER positive. Well, we decided because the estrogen levels were so low to actually update the records and say it was TNBC. Wow. And I said, well, so if I would have taken tamoxifen for five years, it would have been for nothing. What she responded, well, it's a good thing you didn't take it. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I, I, I urge people to just ask as many questions as possible because there's always other options. Mm-hmm. Aside from a blanket treatment, aside from, um, you know, what they strongly advise, what is something else? What are, what are all of my options? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, get a second opinion. You're entitled to a social worker. If, if you have insurance, find out what your insurance covers. You're entitled to a social worker. You're entitled to a nutritionist. You're entitled to, you know, massages. You're, there's so many things that are available to you. In addition to grants, like your social worker is supposed to be working for you. You mm-hmm. have insurance because they work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your doctor works for you because you, you having insurance pays them. That means that you don't have to be nasty, but you are entitled to ask questions and to receive yes. the best care. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to, I mean, I have a similar experience to you with tamoxifen. I was on it for three months and I just, some deep voice, internal voice was like, no. And I, I felt, I felt like another person, a complete other person. And that's actually a big thing on this podcast that people have kind of resonated with because I've been very honest and I was really scared to talk about it because I didn't want people to feel like I was telling them what to do because it's so personal and everybody's situation is really different and the risk reward is a little bit different for people. But I get, I know exactly what you mean, but I also think it's amazing that, and I think it's so important to listen to those voices, whether it's God or your gut or whatever, like those voices are, are they, they're, it's a wisdom from somewhere that, you know, we know when that is the voice or not, you know, you know, in your, your heart and your soul that when this is like it, what your highest self or, or your God is telling you to do. And, and uh, yeah, that not, not to be afraid. I mean, it's, there's no guarantees in anything. There's no guarantee if you take tamoxifen you know? So it's, it's kind of, there's so many things that you have to acknowledge. So I I'm, I'm happy to hear that you did that because look at what happened. (laughs) If you had spent five years feeling that way, that would have been tragic. And I I was just like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not worth it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and, and thank you for sharing that because too, I was afraid to say that too, because a mm-hmm. lot of people, even, you know, again, it's concern. No one's like bashing you or saying right. like what you're doing is wrong. It's just concern. Hey, if they're saying this is the best thing for you to do, this is the best thing for you to do. But like you said, listening, you know, I, yeah. I even when I was going through, and that's why I hold that term, this, this phrase, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when I was going through my lowest points, I could just hear the Holy Spirit say, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. I'm crying. This is temporary. My nails and my toenails, which still are like hideous. You will not, unless my toes are done, you will not see my toes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
but my nails and toenails fell off to the flesh. Mm. And I remember thinking like, God, am I being punished? And it's like, you're not, this is your beauty for ashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, ashes for your, yeah, I'm going to give you, yeah, beauty for your ashes. Mm. This is temporary. Mm. Don't worry about it. This is temp. Like when I say like, God, I am thankful for how that relationship that I have, whether I pray often or not, you know, there's nothing that separates us. So I'm thankful that mm-hmm. it's like, this is temporary. And surely yeah. I got yeah. beauty from my ashes because it really was like a Phoenix experience. You're just being burned up. You're burned up by the street and you're burned up by chemo. You're, everything is changing inside out. Mm-hmm. That is, and, and, and even if you have someone who supports you, they're with you all the time. It's still a lonely experience. Yeah. Cause you know, you- every little thing. Right. Were you living alone at the time of your treatment? Yeah. Yeah. I was. Wow. How was that for you? I mean, I know you said you had, a, you have a, a, a cat, you're, so you had a pet, but that's, that's seems like a hard experience too. I mean, did you feel, was it hard to come home after chemo? And, and I mean, did you have family or friends that would come with you or how did you navigate that? So when my friend could, she would drop me off to treatment. And then my father would pick me up and he would drop me home because he was also running a business and da, 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 da. so, you know, um, you know, he would just real quick, I'm going to just pick you up and drop you. But sometimes he would like get coffee or we went to Sephora because that's my, you know, I'm a Sephora girl, even though I'm yeah. not working with Sephora right now. I, I, I love Sephora. Mm-hmm. So we would go to Sephora, <laughs> mm-hmm. just do, just do things. But honestly, I, I am just, even though I'm very social, I also really value time by myself. I'm a loner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think to process that on my own and a cry, cause I think that, you know, we're so used to showing masks, you know, mm-hmm. showing face and wearing masks. And I didn't, I didn't have to do that when I was by myself. So mm-hmm. in a way I was glad I'm thankful. I don't have a husband and children that I have to be strong for. I'm thankful that, you know, I don't have to be, I don't have to be strong. I could be weak. I could cry for hours, which I did. I can, whatever I need to do, I could do it cause I'm safe. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't bad for me. I, I didn't yeah. mind it at all. And um, something I tell people is like, you know, your healing is your, is that's the priority. No one else's opinion, not people taking things personal. Your healing is a priority. So if somebody has to take a back burner, it is what it is, Yeah, you know? And um, yeah, so it wasn't that bad. It wasn't oh, that bad. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm also, I don't have kids. I'm single and I live by myself and I wasn't <laughs> at the time of, when my cancer, I was in a relationship. So it was, it was a different thing. And I I always kind of wonder, you know, any survivor in the back of your head is always, what if it comes back? And I I figure, cause I, I I mean, I am interested in a relationship, but I like being single. I very much love living by myself as I'm sure you can probably relate. It's, it's wonderful. And, uh, and the, but I had this fear kind of in the back of my head of like, what would that be like if I was, living, still living by myself and my cancer came back, but that's a great, that's, that's a great insight because I think that would help me feel able to process things better. Cause like you said, you, you know, even though people are trying to be strong for you, there is a lot of that too, of trying to be strong for the people around you because you don't want them to be worried and you want them to think that you have a positive outlook and sometimes it, I notice a lot, especially for a lot of women, it can be hard to let down your guard and actually process some of those really hard emotions of loneliness or anger and sadness. 
And uh, especially if you have kids, you know, you don't want to scare them, but um, yeah. So I, I appreciate you saying that, that, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I'm just so happy like that. This is a, such a chill conversation. I'm just so happy yeah. too that so many things, like we have so many things in common mm-hmm. because again, like, you know, I, I never want to deter someone from what their doctor tells them, but I do want to encourage them for all their options and what may be best for them. Because like you said, nothing's guaranteed. Even yeah. though I took the chemo, like every survivor thinks about that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go for your follow-ups and, 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 you know, God forbid, it's like, you know, well, we saw something abnormal in the image. We're not sure if we're going to have to biopsy or not. You know, you're, it's just, it is like taxing as hell. Yeah. So, you know, being, be solid about your decision and you know go forward with that so it's just it's alleviating to hear like you also after three months was like man forget that I'm not yeah well (laughs) and no for sure and that's why actually I why I started this podcast is because I started doing my own research and also you know I'm I'm a nutritional I, I changed my career completely so now I work with breast cancer survivors in in nutrition and I also became a meditation teacher because I realized people need to deal with their stress but my specialty is with breast cancer survivorship and and you know supporting the body through treatment but as I've been going through all this you know this learning and I'm in a course right now just for about holistic cancer care so I can learn the other side cuz I'm not somebody who I don't advocate for one or the other, really. I just think that people need to know what their choices are. So that's why I started the podcast, like just to examine what is healing? What does that mean to people? How do they do it? And bringing on all different types. Cause you know, yeah, some people lean on their relationship with God. Some people lean on their relationships with their friends. Some people go to Mexico and have crazy, you know, alternate, like what are all these experiences? Because, you know, people there are people who are going to relate to your story and, and, but I also wanted them to know about not only differences in treatments, what some of the non, um, cancer industry funded studies say about some of these treatments. Cause that's what I'm learning about right now of cancer as an industry, which is a billion dollar industry, which is really mind blowing. I'm going to do an episode about that soon, but, um, also, the choices that you make, because it, the statistics with tamoxifen especially are really incredible. And I think up to f- 50% of women discontinue and especially the younger women, you are so young. I was in my forties when I was diagnosed, but I mean, as a 26 or 27 year old taking tamoxifen, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, you know, I can think of myself kind of like that because I'm, I'm, you know, not having kids and just being sort of a free spirit. And, a, you know, a, I, I live my life really fully. So for me too, I said, this is not the quality of life I want. And what is more important to me, quality of life or quantity of life? I know this is obviously I'm doing all these other things to take care of myself and prevent recurrence, but, you know, do I want to give my doctor wanted me on it 10 years I said, no way. And that's the thing too. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, but where the hell did that come from? Now we go from five years to 10 years. And I'm like, granted, I understand that there are, you know, not every breast cancer is the same, which is why you can't get yeah. blanket treatment. But it exactly. just seemed like more and more survivors were like, yeah, I'm on it for 10 years. Why? 
Well, especially if you're younger, they've done studies that basically say that the effects of tamoxifen, you know, they're great with five years, but they're even better with 10 years. But I think what would be important to look at, and I I will say I have not done this, but again, I'm learning so much about the cancer industry. And I mean, people profit off of this. And tamoxifen, I did an episode on tamoxifen. Tamoxifen went to generic, like uh, um, the patent, something to do with the patent. So it's, it was, a, it's one of the most, I don't know, it's one of the most successful drugs in the world. And it is kind of crazy because you said you can't give blanket treatments, but any woman that's diagnosed with a hormonally driven cancer, they will get diet, they will get prescribed tamoxifen no matter what. So that's why I tell people, you know, legally your doctors can't even not give it to you. So that's why I'm kind of amazed that your doctor was so vocal about some of these other things and vocal about the relationship of stress, because that's another really strong statistic. And I'm one of those people too. I had a really, really traumatic heartbreak. Um, you know, my marriage fell apart and it was very devastating to me. And then you know, a couple of years later, boom, seems like overnight I have cancer. So, um, and almost every woman I've talked to as was either in a really stressful work situation or heart situation. So it's, it can be, yeah. And this, the course I'm in right now, we're talking about emotional roots and it, yeah. it is, it is really interesting. And I think an important thing to acknowledge because like you, a lot of people have that catalyst and the experience of turning around like you did, or like I did, but not everybody. And it's, it's not, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I think that cancer is such a great opportunity for people to take a look at their life. Like, am I happy? Is this how I want to live? Am I living? So, you know, if you don't, if you can't say, hell yes, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe look at a couple things, right? Right. That's, that's my, that's my view point on all of it, but well, I love your story. That's amazing. And I love like if, uh, for listeners, and we're going to put this in the show notes, your social media, I, I love your, um, your beauty one. Cause I'm really into, I've been getting a little bit more into makeup and I've been really into different colored eyeliners. And you have this whole thing of like the Sephora brand. Um, I think it's a Sephora brand. I don't know. You have some gorgeous pictures. I was like, Oh, look at all those beautiful colored, colored eyeliners. I like looked them all up because I need good ones. I like, I, yeah, I went to Sephora actually after that. And I found a couple of those. So, so you, you sold me without even knowing it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, so, I mean, I know that you, so you said you were always into beauty. Mm-hmm. And then when you were in your treatment, yeah. How did you maintain that? Like, what were the things that you did, especially when you were feeling crappy? Um, when I was feeling crappy, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I washed my face and I, I was asleep. Cause like I said, you just don't have control, but I kind of had to get out of the mindset of punishing myself when I did feel good enough to go out. And that's mm-hmm. why I was like, dating was good or just, you know, sitting out in the sun. So I, at that time, at one, I didn't have a solid skincare routine. I didn't understand skin. Uh Um, So, but when your skin is just so dry, some people experience oiliness. I experienced extreme painful dryness. Mm. And so I- All over or just your face? All over. Wow. My feet, my hands. I mean, it was was painful. It was horrible. And um, 
I'm like, okay. So I had to throw out all of my makeup because what, for whatever reason at that time, I just was very, very sensitive. I'm not only into clean beauty. I do like to shop clean beauty and, you know, over the years, clean beauty has definitely evolved into more like better performing, you know, and mm-hmm. even with the shade regions, I am a, you know, I'm a melanated woman. I have deep skin tone. And so sometimes, you know, you don't want something that makes you look ashy. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, makes you look gray. <laughs> um, so yeah, at that time though, I used um, the ponds, mm-hmm. the, um, actually I wrote everything down. <laughs> so <laughs> I used the ponds dry skin cream. Mm-hmm. I used the Ambi complexion bar and that was my skin. That was my skincare routine. That was it. I wasn't using eye cream serums. I wasn't doing all of that at that time. I was just consistently washing my face and oh, I was lathering my face with that ponds. It felt so good. Mm. I, yeah, it was amazing. It was the best thing for me at that time. Um, brows was a must. And for brows, because hot flashes will make your makeup just melt right off. Right. Um, so some things that I noticed with my skin was that even though it was drier, the hot flashes still would make my makeup move. I had, I didn't have as much large pores as I did before. Cause I guess my skin was dry at that time and that made the difference, but I used the NYX brow gel. It came mm. in a tube and it was like $3, but I, that thing did not move ever. <laughs> like I can have a hot flash. I can go to Mars. I can sit on the sun and it wouldn't melt off. It was the best thing. So that was my brow product. And then, um, I use a lot of NYX actually. I use their, um, liquid illuminator and Mm -hmm. that was really nice too. Um, it also did not move and I believe it was water resistant. And these were also cost efficient alternatives to things that were trending in Sephora, which were, you know, like Anastasia had the dip brow that was Mm. like, kind of between max brow products and the Anastasia dip brow that was those were the hot items but they're like you know 20 something dollars a pop I didn't have that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know I'm going through treatment and getting disability which is part mm-hmm. of my income um so yeah I use a lot of NYX um their matte lipsticks because I love matte mm-hmm. um and then chapstick when my lips are dry mm-hmm. um and that was pretty much it I didn't really wear a lot of complexion like foundation and stuff because oddly thank you god but my skin had a glow like wow. there were no, I had no pores, which I was like, oh my God, if my skin could stay like this, but just not feel so dry. Yeah. It was like perfect. I had no pores and my skin had some sort of glow. Like mm. I still look at some of those pictures from back then and I'm like, damn, my skin was nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's a good and, feeling. Um, uh, I think I was just using um, Maybelline's Blue Mascara or the cover, cover Girl. Um, lash blast those are like my mascara choices at that time when I had lashes and that was it that was my beauty routine when I was going through treatment and Mm -hmm. um once I went to school for skincare I um learned like oh you're supposed to use all these other things (laughs) you're supposed to you know cleanse tone serum which is your treatment moisturize SPF and um yeah so I, I that made me more curious because I wanted to make sure that when I share this information with other people, I'm giving them the best information. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving them accurate, not just like how to make it look good, but it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was my, my beauty routine then. And um, now, cause I'm always looking for things that I like as a survivor and how I could support other survivors. Um, cause to me, once you're diagnosed, you're a survivor, not just when you finish treatment. Mm. So how I can support 
other survivors with, you know, things that may help them, you know, because mm-hmm. you are sensitive, you're sensitive to smells, you're sensitive to how things feel. It's, you know, so it has to be like, just right. Everything has to be mm-hmm. just right. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your top beauty products that you think for, for patients and survivors. Uh, okay. So let's start. <laughs> Let's start with one, um, you know, because we're still in pandemic times. So keeping, you know, when you're washing your hands and you're sanitizing your hands with different strengths of alcohol content, keeping your hands moisturized, dry hands to, for me were like, Ooh, so mm. there was this product, um, it's called Nubium and it, they have like a, um, amaretto biotic hand cream and super rich doesn't have a scent. Um, I can send you the link to it because it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And I use it even now. Um, cause I don't know why, but occasionally I still experience dryness, but anyway, that's going to be your number one thing. You want to keep that in your bag, keep it with you for when you're washing your hands. Cause we should be washing our hands frequently anyway, but especially, you know, if you're immunocompromised, mm-hmm. you're washing your hands more frequently. If you're in treatment now, you may, may be experiencing severe dryness. That is going to be your like, uh, and you only need mm-hmm. a pinch. So Nubium is, is the name of it. Yeah. N U E B I O M like Mary E. Okay. And it's, it's amazing. And the doctors use it too, um, because they're frequently washing their hands and it's a great alternative to hemp because hemp used to have like, it used to have like a a scent. Mm -hmm. Um, but this doesn't really have a scent. It's really good. So hand Mm -hmm. care, you have to take care of your hands. Now, when it comes to your body, you can use Dr. Rogers. It's a clean skincare, um, body care line. Um, and it's just called like Dr. Rogers, um, body wash and Dr. Rogers body cream. They have it at like, um, the derma store. You can get it like from different stores like that. Um, no scent, rich, not too rich where it feels like it's, it's too much, but it's, it's hydrating enough. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. Even though you may lose your hair. Some people use the cold cap so they don't lose their hair. And mm-hmm. I lost all of my hair. If you're wearing a wig or not, doesn't matter, but you still want to make sure that you're maintaining your scalp. There's a lot of products on the market right now that are clean. And these things I'm mentioning are clean products. Uh-huh. Um, so Briogeo is a really good brand, especially if your hair is starting to grow back. Because when my hair grew back, it was not the same texture as it was before, like pre-cancer, pre-treatment. Mm-hmm. It was like super fine. And it was just, it was not what I was used to taking care of. So finding hair care brands that um, cater to all hair textures and types, because you're going through so many changes that first year when your hair grows back, but also make sure that um, even before then, you're taking care of your scalp. You know, so using things that are not too aggressive, I like their, um, they have a charcoal tea tree shampoo, Briogeo, mm. invigorating, feels amazing if you're having a hot flash. <laughs> mm, okay. But also it's, you know, it's balancing your scalp, making sure that you're not, you know, when you're, cause when we have those hot flashes and the sweat dries down, that's on our scalp. So, you know, making sure that, you know, you're keeping your scalp balanced, you're keeping it detoxified and clean and, you know, creating a routine for yourself. So that's your scalp. We've done hand care, body care, hair care, skin care. There are plenty of brands. Um, there's Inky List, a super affordable skincare line. And yes, a lot of the things I'm recommending are from Sephora because that's where I spent most of my beauty career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm venturing out now, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm plugging stuff, right? So I want to mention things that I know truly are <laughs> that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, Inculus is it's um, simple packaging. They have a fulvic acid cleanser. Acid is not a hard, a, a scary term. It's just how things are compositioned. 
It performs like a vitamin C where it brightens your skin. It is super gentle. It's uh, clean also. So and hypoallergenic. Also, I'm not a doctor. So everything I'm mentioning, this is just a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. It's not verified. I just want to be clear. This is just my experience when I've worked with other survivors Mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, my experience in general. So they have a fulvic acid cleanser. You want to get that because it's gentle, gets everything off. Um, I wouldn't really move too much into exfoliating at this time because the skin could be very sensitive and going through so many changes. So Mm -hmm. sticking to, you know, um, a gentle toner, not an exfoliating toner, but just a gentle toner, fresh. It's not a, well, are they clean now? I don't remember. Either way, they have a toner, a rose toner. And as long as you don't have a rose allergy, because they do use real roses, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that brand, Fresh. Oh, don't you love it? It smells so good. Yeah, I've used like their lip balm and yeah, I love Fresh. They are just, yeah. And so speaking of their lip products, they have a sugar lip scrub, which has been like reigning in lip care for years now, Uh like over 10 years. So that's great to exfoliate your lips after you've, if you've experienced some dryness, but they also have a toner. So after you wash your face, if you want to use a toner, that's hydrating, they have a rose toner. That's really amazing. It feels just absolutely amazing. And then you're going to want to move into, um, a moisturizer. So you can, you can stick to the old faithful. You can stick to ponds, mm-hmm. you know, they have stuff for dry skin, normal skin, and even oily skin. I really, really like ponds, but if you're looking for a clean alternative, there's glow recipe. Um, they have something that's really good too. I used, um, because this year my skin was really dry and I used their plum plump hyaluronic moisturizer. Mm. And that was really good. They also have a hydrating serum, the plum plump hydrating serum. Mm. <laughs> um, but if you, and you know, that's like what, like in a 20, 30 bucks. But if you want to do something a little bit more moderately priced, Inky List has a $10 hyaluronic, um, acid serum. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you cleanse again, you you tone serum is your treatment. You moisturize during the day. SPF is important. You don't need SPF at night. The sun's not out, but during the day you want to wear SPF. And that's something too, that I had to learn about skincare being dark skin. I've just felt like I don't need it, but no, Mm -hmm. I do. You Mm want to make your skin, you want to protect your skin as a survivor from any other, you know, whatever's exposures or risks, but also just for evenness of your skin tone beautiful glow, even glow. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're oily and you feel like I want something that's a little bit more, you know, natural looking, not even matte, but just natural Fenty's Fenty beauty, um, the hydra visor SPF moisturizer. Amazing. Chef's kiss. (laughs) Cause I'm oily. (laughs) I'm combination oily and Uh it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's hydrating. Um, it has a good amount of SPF. It has a slight scent, but what's good about it is that they're naturally derived. So they have a lot of natural ingredients. You want to make sure to check, um, because I do know that some of them are fruit extracts to help them perform too. So you want to make sure that you look at the ingredient list or the main call outs so that you're, um, you're not, you know, having allergic reaction, but you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of the product again? So it's Fenty Beauty and it's the Hydrovisor, um, okay. Hydrovisor Moisturizer. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then if you have, if you do want some glow, I love Supergoop. Supergoop has, um, the, there's the unseen sunscreen, which performs like a primer and it also protects your skin. Hmm. But if you want some glow and some radiance because you're experiencing dullness, like I was extremely dull. That's why I use the illuminator. They have the glow screen. So Supergoop glow screen, beautiful glow Mm. works on any skin tone. 
from fair to deep, it is gorgeous. So mm-hmm. that's your that's your skincare, right? Yes. <laughs> and and um, you said that has a sunscreen in it too. Yes. Oh my so gosh. Super is like one of the number one SPFs. One of them, you know. Well, how do you say one of the number one? But you get what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah, a yeah. Popular it's the top, top, yes, SPF, top, I guess <laughs> one of the top SPFs. Okay. Um, so yeah, super goop. They have one that's like a, it's not a matte. It just blurs your skin. If you, if you're breaking out and you want some blurring or if you have large pores and it also acts as a makeup primer. Um, and then if, like I said, if you're dull, use the glow screen. So it's still a sunscreen, still protecting your skin from the sun, but it is also giving you a radiant glow. Beautiful. Hmm. Like highly recommend. Um, now into makeup for brows. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, for the girls who, you know, they're like, I don't mind if it's clean or not. Um, there's a Too Faced pencil. It's called Pomade in a Pencil. It is the easiest pencil. It is the easiest way to apply your brows. Anastasia has a brow stencil if you're not sure how to apply them. I've done videos on it if you want me to send you some links to that yeah. too. Um, but their pencil is amazing and that does not move as well. Like it doesn't budge. Um I prefer that over the NYX only because with NYX's gel, it's in a tube and you need a brow, an angled brush to apply it. Whereas mm-hmm. with this, it's just a pencil. You just twist it up. Don't twist too much because you can't twist it back down. So it's not retractable where it can go up and down. Twist out just enough, draw your brows on. If you want a clean alternative, you can use Kosas. They have an amazing brow pencil and it gives you very fine like hair strokes. And that is a clean beauty mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, for your complexion, um, I've used LYS Beauty. They have a triple fix um, serum foundation, it has hyaluronic acid, ashwagandha, um, and turmeric. Mm. So it's helping with fatigued skin. It's helping with dullness. It is hydrating your skin. It gives you a natural radiance. It's not dewy. It's not too radiant. It's just a natural finish. And it looks, again, mm. chef's kiss. It looks amazing. Okay. Um, Concealer, Alia Beauty. That's a clean beauty brand. Alia Beauty. Um, also, Mensa Cosmetics. I know that they're mainly online, but I think, you know, some stores may have them, like a Target or something may have it. But, you know, their concealers are really great, too, for just, you know, a natural pick-me-up. Um, yeah. So then there's that. Defining your eyes. If your lashes are gone, no worries. Just put a little eyeliner on. Uh, um, Tarte has an amazing two-for-one. It's, it's double-ended. So on one end, it's a liquid felt tip um, eyeliner and on the other end it's a pencil and that is retractable mm. so you can go up and down um but you can you know you could tight line and then you can just you know do a very fine wing or mm-hmm. as, as, as striving as you want but it's two for one it's like 20 something bucks easy to use sen- good for sensitive eye well when I experienced a lot of sensitivity like I would cry my eyes would turn red and it would burn mm. so that's what encouraged me to again get into skincare and look into alternatives to my face yeah. Cause you know, everybody loves Mac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. And you know, I still use Mac. Don't get me wrong. Um, just, you know, some alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a, a really good one. Um, and then for lips, we talked about fresh, your lip scrub. If you're, if you have some, you know, flakiness going on mm-hmm. and, um, there's so many things. LYS has an amazing gloss. If you're a gloss girl, um, there is merit. They're also really good. They have some really, I'm actually wearing a little bit of merit right now. Mm. Um, and I think this is a millennial. It's a nice, like soft nude pink. Mm-hmm. 
And who else? Because there's, oh, and Kosas, they have a lip oil. Gorgeous. Oh, Ooh. so yeah. what actually I've seen lip oils. Are they tinted? Is it so? Is it like a just like a tint, a pigment tint? Or what is a lip oil? So it's just oil. It's an okay. oil. And sometimes it has some, it could be like a sunflower or they have different oils and different things of how they formulated it. There are tints. I like using clears because I like to create my own lip recipe. So it's usually like mm. the finishing touch for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, that is, it, it's just the oil. It's lighter than a, a gloss. Mm. Um, but again, as the beauty industry is, you know, evolving, it's so beautiful to see. Cause now it's like, you have a gloss that's not sticky, but gives you high shine and is a little bit thicker than a, you know, a oil, but Kosas, um, their lip oil, it's high shine, like a gloss mm-hmm. and it doesn't fade. It's lightweight. Mm-hmm. So if you want something lightweight, that's going to have long lasting shine, get that. If you want, you know, you just want a little bit of color. You don't want um, too much gloss or shine. Just go with Merit. Merit's great. They also have like, um, they're a minimalist beauty line. Mm -hmm. So they have like little sticks that you could just touch up your complexion. They have a blush stick. Um, They have a highlighter stick that is gorgeous. They have one that I know of and matches any skin tone. It's it's like an all for one. It's amazing. And um, yeah, if you want gloss, because that I am not a gloss girl. When I was going mm-hmm. through treatment, my lips are just dry, period. Yeah. And I wore chapstick. That was it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with, with my lip recipe. But um, Fenty Beauties is, is, is good. Um, but again, if you want a clean alternative, LYS is a clean beauty brand. Their mission is to make clean beauty accessible for everyone. Mm. And all their products are under $30. Oh, that's good to know. I am a gloss girl, so I will have to check them out. You are going to love it. Yeah. You're going to okay. love it. L-Y-S, the letters, yes. just L-Y-S. Yeah, so okay. it's an acronym for love yourself. Oh, I like Figure that, that too. Because at first I thought, okay, yeah, that is amazing. Yay. Okay. So what would you... um tell us a little bit about your, I know you said you wrote a, you wrote a book, right? You have a book that people can buy. And what is the book about? Yes. So like I said, I was, those tips um, are all amazing, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I feel like too, beauty is wellness. And I was, you know, I was thinking like, wow, we're talking about a lot of wellness, but to me, beauty is wellness. You know, there's a saying that, you know, someone can look beautiful, but be ugly on the inside, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to me, they go hand in hand. They're not separate. When I was going through MS at that time of not walking, like I said, I was like, I'm not going to be depressed. I'm going to write beauty stuff. But I also started writing that book. And that book, I share in the intro a lot about what I was going through when I was diagnosed with cancer, like leading up to that diagnosis. Um, And then I share my experience with multiple sclerosis. And um, this book is a mindfulness meditation prompt. So it gives you different things to think about. Um, So there's centering yourself, then there's creating your life, and then there's commanding those things to come into your life. Mm. Um, It is the intention of the book is to really just show you that where you are is perfect and to help you set healthy boundaries, to prioritize yourself and your health, to see your life in a new way. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a declaration. I declare, you know, growing up, and I think most women deal with, and most people, not even just women, deal with insecurities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in one part, it says, I am as beautiful as any other flower in the garden. I declare. Mm. So it's called declarations by um, declarations for women braving disease. Mm. And that. disease is hyphenated because 
I think everyone has something that's dormant and there's an experience that makes it come to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a book by Yana Van Zandt and she said, you know, anytime you enter a new experience, all that needs healing rushes to the surface. You have to pause. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Before I could change my life and go into beauty, everything that needed healing had to come to the surface so that I can go into that space. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, it's, I declare when you make a declaration, what you're putting out is coming back to you. I declare that I'm beautiful. I declare that I'm capable. I declare that although I love you, (laughs) this is a boundary. Mm -hmm. I declare that I prioritize my health. I declare for people who are going through treatment and everyone's telling them what to do. I declare, like you said, my gut, my God self, my higher, I declare that I know what's best for me Mm -hmm. and I'm guided by that. So these are declarations and then there's a, there's room for you to write your own declarations mm. because I can't think of everything, you know, for everyone. Right. Right. Um, I was just thinking of, you know, things that may resonate with, with other people the most. It's a very easy book. It's only 90 pages and you know, it's, it's really, you know, again, the half of those pages is the prompts for you mm-hmm. to write, for mm-hmm. you to journal. Um, so that's what it's about. It's a mindfulness book. How am I being mindful about where I am right now? And I think it's easier for me as a, as a survivor who's overcome breast cancer and still goes through those triggers of having skin anxiety and yeah. having to declare to myself, like, life is good still. It's good. It's all good. You know, and then going through, and it's interesting because that cancer journey, it was about 10 months. And my MS journey, at least with not walking, was about 10 months. Wow. And it was the same time of year. I was in the hospital at the same time that I was, yeah. And wow. so to me, it's about how am I looking at my life beyond a diagnosis or the experience? How am I looking at my life? Am I paying attention? Because that's not a coincidence mm-hmm. to go through a, a, a life altering experience with health at the same time. And then for the same duration, mm-hmm. you know, I, it took me mm-hmm. 10 months to get off of a walker and a cane. Wow. And even before then I couldn't walk. I could not walk, mm, you know? Gosh. So like I said, I, I could, I could have chosen to be sad and depressed and, oh my God, what was me? And I'm not saying that those feelings aren't valid because they are, I don't, who the hell wants to go through cancer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you right. know, and who, who wants to be walking on a walker at 31? No. Yeah. I'm on a walker. People oh are looking gosh. at me like, what is going on? You know? So yes, those feelings are valid. I'm sad. I'm angry. God, why is this happening? Mm. At the same time, there's another choice you can make to just say, I can't today. I declare that I'm honoring myself. I declare that I'm putting myself first. I declare that I'm creating a new landscape for my life, for my life from this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what the book is about. It's about just even me. <laughs> I still use this book. I just flip it I open and, I, and I'm just like, wow, I needed that today. Okay. Like, you know, in addition to other things, I'm really big into self-help, you know, self-support and self-improvement, emotional intelligence. Um, as you can, you know, well, I don't know if you can tell, but like I, God is integrated in everything that I do. And I don't even call the bad anymore bad. I say it's growth. It's either good or it's growth. If it doesn't <laughs> feel good, then it's growth. <laughs> That's it. Oh, There's gross. No gross. Gross. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said gross. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, that's funny. But gross. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's yes. a lot more poetic. 
That's <laughs> but still, sometimes it is gross. It's like, oh, sometimes it, yeah. Gross. Yeah. This is, oh, I oh, gotta go hilarious. through this. Yeah. But I guess no, being that's... a dirt is gross. <laughs> but I, yeah, right. Yeah. Ultimately gross. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that book idea. That is, that's incredible. So people, so I'm going to put the link to buy this book, uh, in, in the show notes. And, and I know you said that you were also possibly putting together a class that people yes. can take. Tell yes. Us about that. So I, um, before I ever worked for anybody else. And like I said, when I was in school for skincare, they really encouraged us, you know, to, to prepare a business plan. And now having experience um, as an influencer, having experience with keeping up your relationships with different brands, et cetera, I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to prepare a class um, where I'm going to just teach whoever, however many people enroll. Um, so that's still in the works, but like, you know, will I have my own products that I'm going to get into the hands of participants or am I going to, you know, get you know, donations from brands that are already existing that I like obviously previously mentioned or any other brands that are willing to get, you know, these products into their hands and just teach and just be available and accessible. And, you know, that is, and, and, but it wouldn't just be limited because I had what's called the sister summit. And if you look it up on Instagram, there's like no followers because, you know, it was, it, it's been brewing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on um, NBC talking about how I, and I did, I offered classes, but they just weren't on the level I dreamed of, right? Um, But I taught everything from skincare, makeup application, how to apply a head wrap in different ways. Um, Even like, you know, fanning before you blot with a tissue so that you're not removing your makeup. So teaching those little things that make a very big difference. And in addition, yeah, you know, I've I've hosted so many um, mindfulness and meditation sessions with different organizations that support our community, the cancer community. So that's what those classes will will center around. So right now Mm. it's just, you know, I should have this, my goal, my intention is to have this up and running by the new year. Okay. And, you know, if if it's possibly sooner, that'll be great. Um, But I'm also going back to school (laughs) this fall. So in in two weeks, I'll be going back to school. So, um, you know, making sure that I I am, because I I don't want to start something and not you know, like not fulfill it. Um, I, when I, when I had the sister summit, it was events on Eventbrite and I was literally hosting it anywhere I could. Once I, my very first one, I hosted in a clothing store. Good for you. You got to just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just like, yep, I'm going to set up shop here. And then, um, the second one I hosted, it was a donated space by a co-working space that had lots of different owners and, you know, whatever that was the next one I hosted. And then I, you know, so I kept moving from different facilities. Once I hooked up with Sephora, I kind of put my, my ambitions on a back burner, but still like that program that they offered didn't cover all that I wanted, you know, I desire to cover. Mm -hmm. And there's room enough for everyone to do whatever they desire to contribute to the community. Um, so yeah, I know that I got a lot of good feedback in the past. I made my own face charts, so I'm excited. Wow. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I made my own face charts and it was like, you know, face, um, it was a skincare face, eyes, lips, and then mm-hmm. just a little area for notes. It was, you know, so that's, that's coming back because now as a, you know, I'm a remote writer for a little, you know, that's my career. Yeah. So I have a lot more flexibility to plan yeah. and to, you know, to have multiple classes, but yeah. it's, it has to be right. It has to be right. So like I said, by the, by the end of this year, beginning of next year, that okay. is the goal. I, I believe, I believe you can do it. And uh, yeah, that's 
That's it. It sounds exciting. And I guess if people follow you on social media, they'll get wind of that once it happens. That's a good yes. way to stay in touch with you. Do you have a mailing list? So no, what okay. happened was I, I had to change my um, hosting site. Okay. So, and then I thought too, so I, I use Fiverr <laughs> because uh-huh. they're, they're really great with the work that they do. Uh-huh. My, my site was cool, but it was not professional, Yeah, professional looking. So I'm working on having a site so I can have a million missed out because right now the only way people keep in touch with me is honestly through my inbox or if they email me directly yeah. on the little button on my Instagram, Yeah, um, which I do re- reply to, I respond. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, but it's coming, having a mailing list so people will know. Uh-huh. This is what's going on. It's yes. to participate. Yeah, everything worked together. It really did everything. The disease, dis-ease, because it produced supporting humanity. Yes. It, and it produced humility for me to understand. Um, I, I, I tell people, like, you know, when you want people to show up for you, but sometimes you don't know what it's like for them on the other side, how they how to be supportive, what they're going through, how they're, you know, going through this. Um so it's, it's created a humility in me to not hold people to a standard. Just mm. focus on myself. Mm-hmm. What are your dreams? What are you, you know, what are you trying to do and how, you know, how can you, how can other people support you in that and not holding a grudge against how you feel like people should have shown up. They showed up how they could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, don't get me wrong. It took me years, it's, you know, <laughs> it took me years to get this. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, that's all so amazing. I love your story. I love, I love your energy. And I think what you're doing is great. And I'm those, those were so many awesome recommendations. I think I I wrote a bunch of them down. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Patricia, for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to talk to me and, uh, the listeners. And, and I think people are going to get a lot out of this. Thank you. I thank you so much for having me. I really do. I think that what you're doing is amazing. Um, I think you're badass. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah, just- <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Well, I, I, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, there you have it. That is today's episode. It was a little bit long, but honestly, I, I like tried to cut things and I couldn't because I really just, I love this conversation and I loved talking to Patricia and um, stay connected to her. I put a bunch of links in the show notes. Uh, Stay connected to me. I am on social media and Facebook at Junie Be Well. I'm also on LinkedIn if you want to check me out there or uh, my free guided tracks on Insight Timer, reach out to me on my website. I love hearing from you people. Uh, You write to me and it makes my entire day and I am still taking one-on-one clients if you're interested in doing nutritional therapy uh, to support yourself through any stage of the cancer journey please please feel free to reach out to me juniebewell.com forward slash contact and get on my mailing list because I send you you know bi-weekly just tips and tricks and silly musings So I am so appreciative that you are listening today. Please take a moment and uh, rate and review the podcast. If you're feeling it, a five-star review and a genuine um, 
statement of endorsement really helps people find the podcast more readily. So please, please, please do that on your favorite podcast player. And I will be back. Um, I, I may be moving to a monthly upload of this of this show. As I said in the beginning of the episode, I am trying to... Um, you know, do I, I need to pare back a little bit? I'm gonna try to stay on the two week schedule, but don't hate me if I go to one month. <laughs> it's really because I'm trying to do what I what I recommend to my clients, which is, hey, you got to take care of yourself and stay balanced. But anyway, love you so much, and I will be talking to you soon. And as always, I am wishing you well. <laughs>